0: And I'd be trying to get them to do this and this and this and this and all these different things at the same time. And it didn't occur to me that I was just overwhelming people.
1: This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you.
0: Produced by BeginWithin.fit.
1: Could you do me a favor? If you've listened to this show before or if you're here for the very first time, please follow the show in your podcast player so that you can make sure that you get updates each and every time that I post a new episode. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to ask an extra question favor of you, please go to the show in your podcast player, scroll down through the episodes to the place where you can rate and review this show. I would love it if you give me five stars, but do do what you feel is right. And then a review on what you think about this show and how it has supported you in your journey to becoming the best possible version of yourself. Thank you. Now on with the interview for today my guest is Tony Winyard. He is a habitologist. So I love that Habitologist I would I'd love to be a habitologist someday and I think I think honestly all of the best personal trainers, dieticians, nutritionists, nutrition coaches, I think if you boil it all down, we are all, or we all at least should be, a little bit of a habitologist because that's what it's all about, right? Changing our behavior through habits. So Tony today is going to help us to do just that. He is a certified... Tiny Habits Coach. If you've listened to previous episodes, we have referenced that book before. We've had guests that have talked about it. And that concept of starting small is always there. So he's going to talk about how we can create new habits. Um, He's a coach, he's a trainer, he's a speaker. And he really helps his clients to improve their quality of life and health by focusing on habits. He is also the host of the Habits and Health podcast. So feel free to check that out. Here are a couple things that I would love for you to listen for. Just to prepare your mind before we dive into the interview. Three... We'll call them themes, but three specific things that we are going to cover. Um, First of all, we talk about sleep at the outset, and that's something that Tony is super passionate about. So you're going to find some habit-related sleep issues, kind of peppered throughout. But when we dive into the interview, that's what we're talking about is the importance of sleep as really a foundation habit that... Um, affects everything else and that makes sense right so listen for that think about your own sleep habits as we talk about that we're also going to talk about like i mentioned building tiny habits the importance of starting small and then specifically having a tiny habits coach on is awesome because he's going to share with you some actual exercises that bj fogg the author of The book, Tiny Habits, teaches in that, I'm going to call it a habit manual. Tony's going to share some of those strategies, some of those exercises with you and me so that we can use them as we develop our own tiny habits. One of the coolest things that I want you to listen for is the role of identity in changing our behavior. In changing our habits, and it helps us to understand. When we consider the role of identity, it helps us to understand why tiny, small steps to develop new habits is so very important. Here's my interview with Tony
0: Winyard. I, uh, I mean, I've all, I guess, I've been lucky because I've always slept well. I've never had problems with sleep. And, but then in the last couple of years, I've been doing more and more studying around sleep and the benefits and how it helps us in so many different ways. And then I thought, and, and I think the one thing, or well, one of the things that I wasn't doing that probably wasn't helping my sleep quality, I was always getting good quantity, but I was quite erratic with when I went to bed and when I woke, woke up. So sometimes I'd be going to bed at 11, other times it might be three in the morning. And, okay. you know. and so, the more i studied sleep the more i learned about sleep the more i learned about the benefits of trying to have a regular sleep time that you go to sleep and that you wake up so then i decided okay now i realize that there's so many benefits of good sleep i'm going to make sleep the number one priority and so i i made that decision it was probably around this time last year and i've stayed by that since then and i've and my sleep was already good, and now it's just even gone to another level. I just get such good sleep. You know?
1: Great. What are when you talk about some of the benefits? Like, what are some of the things that you've achieved, or or some of the benefits that you've realized just from making those those little changes to the schedule for sleep?
0: I, re- I mean, I didn't used to wake up a lot during the middle of the night, but I would sometimes. It's very rare that that happens now. I I always, always wake up feeling refreshed and feeling like, you know, full of energy and ready to go. And first thing I do usually is I go out and I have a walk or a run or or something along those lines. And I just feel I'm just always in a good mood. You know, I just, it's so rare that, well, actually rare is not the right word. I was going to say that it's rare that I feel down, but I never feel down. And I don't mean that like, oh, look at me. I just, I just feel... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm always just have kind of zest and have energy. Yeah, you
1: know? awesome. Yeah, I, it's it's that. So what I'm hearing is sleep kind of becomes like the the basis of like this upward kind of trend in life. Where if you've got more energy and more positivity, I mean, I can imagine when when you face a challenge, then in life you're coming at it from a a whole different place. You know, it's like psychologically um, and even physically right to deal with those kinds of challenges so absolutely um, awesome um cool I'm I'm curious and I know I mentioned like let's I want to dig into this a little bit um I know you're a habit expert um habitologist am I saying that right
0: yeah yeah
1: okay awesome um tell me a little bit about about that like what what are you what are you helping people to achieve from your work and in coaching on habits
0: so what happened really was I, um, over the last sort of few years, I've got deeper and deeper into many aspects of health and I became a nutrition coach and a breathwork coach. And as, you know, as we've already talked about sleep and I, and I had really good knowledge around these different areas and I was trying to help people implement it into their lives to help them improve their sleep or their nutrition or whatever it may mm-hmm. have been. But there they just felt like there was something missing and it wasn't easy to, to transfer the knowledge to, to people. And the missing link was I read Tiny Habits again last year. I'd already read it before, and I'd I'd read Atomic Habits and Power of Habit and many of those other habit books. But for some reason, when I read it last year for this, I think it must have been the second or third time, it really struck a chord with me much more than it ever had previously. There was something that I was more receptive to when I was reading it last year. And then I thought, let me explore more about this because I think this could be... This could really help me to help my clients to to make habits of sleep and nutrition and so on. So I, I investigated more. I found out there was a course to become a tiny habits coach. And I took the course, became an instructor, well, became a tiny habits coach. And I learned so much on the course. I met B.J. Fogg, the author of the book, you know, quite a few times. And he's such a nice guy. And yeah, and it's just, so I learned a lot more about behavior science, how it works, how we can have the best way to go about creating a habit and so on. Yeah. And that was, that was the missing link. That was the key because now I'm able to help people so much easier to implement the information or recommendations I give them around sleep and breathing and and so on.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. No, I, I can relate to that. I think a lot of us who, you know want to help people, whatever whatever realm we're in, you know, I have the fitness trainer background, but it's like, I know all this stuff. I'm going to tell you what you need to do and you're going to do it. And it's like going to change everything for you. And then we tell, uh, you know, we tell someone, here's what you need to do. And then they struggle with implementing it. Right. So um, I think that is a huge, huge piece of it. Um, Could you tell us a little bit about the full I, I guess the philosophy of tiny habits um, and what is so, I guess, unique about, about the approach.
0: Well, one of the main things is, is in the name tiny it's, and, and the, it was quite um, when I realized where I was going wrong with what I'd been doing before, because often I say something that you touched upon just now, I'd be giving people way too much information. And I'd be trying to get them to do this and this and this and this and all these different things at the same time. And it didn't occur to me that I was just overwhelming people. The whole thing about tiny habits is, for example, many people want to learn meditation or they want to to get fitter or or whatever it is that, you know, whatever new behavior they want to do. And typically we we're way too ambitious about what we think we can achieve. And so someone who wants to learn meditation, they decide, right, I'm going to meditate an hour every day, which is, you know, if you're going to run a marathon, you wouldn't start running 20 miles every day. You'd start. Well, if you're given good advice, you start maybe running a few hundred meters every day or something along those lines. So it is about the way to make a habit stick is to make it tiny. So it's almost impossible to fail. So rather than aiming for 30 minutes of meditation, aim for 10 seconds. That's almost impossible to, to not achieve, isn't it? You know, and if you can just do 10 seconds every day for say two weeks, and you don't have to limit it to 10 seconds, but you just want to at least do 10 seconds. And you might you start to do 10 seconds, and likely you know you're going to do more than that. You're going to do maybe a minute or five minutes or whatever. Right, but anything right. you do more than a 10 seconds is a bonus. But the the main thing is. You feel successful after two, three weeks that you've done it every day. You've developed a new habit and you've changed your identity because whereas before you were kind of maybe thinking about yourself, I just can't meditate. I'm just not that type of person. Now you feel I'm a meditator. I meditate every day. And that's so important. That identity piece.
1: Interesting. Okay. What I'm, I'm curious as, as you were you know, comparing it to meditation I was thinking back to the, even the changes that you made with sleep. Um, and, and now I'm thinking like, okay, you change your sleep schedule. That sounds easy, but, but it's really not when you have a whole, you know, things going on in life and a way of doing things. And were there some tiny habits, even with around sleep that, that you could share or thing, things that you've, you know, used to help other, other people with that area of life?
0: So what I did for myself, I started thinking about, okay, what is it typically that I'm doing at, at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning? How important is that really to my life? And there was no importance at all because usually it was messing around on Facebook where there was no no importance whatsoever. That didn't do anything for me in terms of getting anywhere or, or being more content with life or whatever. So I realized that... If I could go to bed on a more consistent time and be waking up more consistently at the same time, generally, that would mean I'd be waking up earlier and then I could get more done earlier in the day. And then at nighttime, it, it, actually, for me, I'm quite disciplined when it comes to anything around health. I'm, I'm pretty disciplined. So it wasn't too much of a struggle for me to make the change. When it comes to things around business, I'm nowhere near as disciplined, but anything around health, I just have amazing discipline. And, and I, man- okay. I managed to to make that transition um, relatively easy. Got it. Okay. And I, I'd have to
1: imagine, you know, we talk about tiny habits and like I mentioned to you, like we've we've read the book. I think we've talked, we've had a couple of guests that have mentioned that the book on the on this show before, um, when, when we look at bigger habits, we're kind of all looking at the same ones, right? Like I wanna, I gotta eat vegetables, I, I gotta work out regularly, I wanna get good sleep, like we, but as we start getting smaller, um, it becomes more individualized, right? Like the things that will get me to eventually work out regularly, are probably different than the things that would get you know, those tiny habits that would get someone else to that that end result. So how do you how do you help somebody pick what their what their tiny habit should be? Is that can I can I ask that question? Is there an yeah. answer to that question?
0: <laughs> <laughs> there is, and um, um, one of the things is, is is it's almost impossible to help someone initiate a behavior that they don't want to do Mm -hmm. Yeah. so sometimes people tell themselves i should be doing this and i should be but they feel they should be but they don't really want to be and if they don't really want to be it's never going to happen realistically so unless someone wants to do something it's going to be very hard to for them to 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 make that a new behavior so that's one of the first things yeah but then secondly it could be that there is a bit of ambivalence maybe they do feel they can see the benefits of doing this new behavior but they're not quite sure about how to go about it so one of the ways there's a there's a, a model that bj fogg came up with called a swarm of bees and it stands for swarm of behaviors the b is for behaviors but he uses this little sort of model with all these um that bumblebees kind of flying around and what what he suggests that people do is so you, you've got this new behavior. So you mentioned about, I think it what was it, exercise is one of them. You want to do more exercise or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so you write the behavior in the middle of a piece of paper, right? I want to exercise more regularly. Maybe I want to do 10 minutes every day, for example. So then around that, around the outside of the paper you put all the different ways that you might achieve that so you might put like every time i go to toilet i'm going to do a press-up after i go to toilet okay um every time i have a cup of tea i'm going to do uh you know some kind of stretch every time i so you're, you're just thinking about all the different ways, you're just writing down all the possible things that you might do maybe i i go running for five minutes in the afternoon or you know you just think about all the possible things there are that might help you get this new behavior into, you know, be, to be automated. Into okay. a habit. And once you've looked, once you've written down and some of them, try not to edit yourself, try not to be too sensible about it. Put some crazy things down, just put down as many things as possible. And once you've got them down, then you start looking at all of them and seeing, and then being more realistic about what's going to work and And also then when, how would it work? So maybe you you think, yeah, I'm going to go for the run five minutes every day, but where could I fit that into my schedule? And then you start looking at the the reality and and how that might work. Okay.
1: Got it. So kind of just like a little, like a brainstorming session with that initially almost it's disorganized, right? Just like throw it on the paper. Like let's get a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Ideas going. Nothing's too crazy here. And then sit down and take a look and, and figure out what's more realistic. Okay. Nice. I I could, I want to jump back to something that you said about, um, do you really want to do, do you really want to do this behavior? Yeah. Cause I, I think we, we have a lot of, like, we talk about what we should be doing all the time. Right. So how, how do you know? Or how would you maybe help somebody who's like, well, I'm here. I want to talk to you because I I need to work out. Like, what? How? What would be a sign maybe that I'm I'm not? That's not really a behavior that I that I want to do, and maybe not even worth looking at right now.
0: A couple of ways, really. It could be in in the language it's initially used in that first discussion. If someone keeps saying that i should be doing this new behavior that they want to that they've suggested they want to do if they've mentioned should a couple of times then i might okay. question them like is is this something that you want to do or something you think that other people tell you you should be doing and and then they may just say oh, actually I'm not, i don't really want to do it but i just think yeah you know? and then and then you ask them to really think about it look like, do do you feel you can do this because if you don't feel feel you can do it then it, we're just wasting each other's time you know or it might be that the language they use initially, they don't mention should, but when when they start trying to do it, every day they come up coming up with a different excuse for why it never oh. happened. And at that point, then you might ask them, well, do you really want to do this? Or is this something that other people are pressuring you to do or either you feel that you should do because of expectations or, or so on? Yeah.
1: Got it. Yeah, no, that's that is really interesting to me. And I wonder, um, I could see having somebody listen to the language that you're using would be helpful. Um, I'm curious about if someone is trying to kind of do this initially by themselves, like, and maybe it's just looking at why, what's your motivation here? Is it because someone told you you should (laughs) that you're going to try this? Um, Hmm. I'm, I want to just, as we kind of wrap up, I want to talk about tiny a little bit. Cause I feel like the, the thought, everyone wants quick results, right? They want, like, I'm, especially when it comes to working with someone like you or me or people on our teams, like I'm here for results. So when you talk with them about like, Hey, let's, we're going to make this super tiny. So, so tiny, it's ridiculous. It's so easy. Um, And even people I've worked with and suggested, I think a lot of times that um, we hear back, like, I don't, like, how's that going to really get me where I want to go? Like, I want it faster than that. Like, give me the real answer. (laughs) What would you say to someone who is like, I don't, it's too slow. I want quicker results.
0: Well, depending on what it is they're asking, if it's around weight loss, then I might say, well, when you've tried to do it fast before, what's been the typical result? How how has that gone for you? And they normally say, oh, well, yeah, maybe I did lose a few pounds early on and then it all came back on. And so you can say, well, so you've tried this many times before and right, maybe you've lost it in the short term, but in the long term, it's always come back. So let's try a different approach, because there's the the supposed saying by Einstein, which Einstein never actually said, but people always say that Einstein said, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to get the same results. He mm-hmm. never actually said that, but but it's a good, good quote anyway. But, Rather than doing the same thing all the time and then expecting to to somehow get a different result, we all know that's that's not being realistic. So let's look at doing something different. If you if it is something that you've tried before, if it's mm-hmm. not something that you've tried before, and you just feel that suddenly you want to put on, you know, you want to put on a load more muscle or or whatever the the new behavior or the new result, the outcome that you want. Most things, it's better to do it to take time to do it rather than trying to rush it and with with the tiny behavior part of the tiny there's there's two aspects of the tiny behavior in the tiny habits mm-hmm. it's not just about making it so small that you can't fail so I, I gave the example of 10 seconds of meditation but it's also about not taking on too many at the same time so because studies have shown that if you take on one new behavior so maybe it is the meditation or the running or whatever it might be and you just decide what this is going to be the new habit i'm going to work on for the next two three weeks if you just work on that one you've got something like an 80 percent chance of success when people just work on one okay when people work on two that falls down to i think it's something like 56 or something i forget the exact figures Mm. okay when you try and do three that falls down to something like 20 something. And then, yeah, and the lower it goes, the more that you're trying to take on. So, and often people do try and do three or four or five at the same time, because they feel really, they've got lots of motivation at the start. Mm-hmm. The problem is motivation doesn't really last for most people. You know, it's hard to be motivated every day. So it's better to be, to be tiny, not just in, in, in how much you're doing of the, the new behavior, but not trying to do too many either. Okay.
1: Yeah. As you were explaining that, I, I am thinking absolutely, you know, some, even someone comes, comes to us and is like, Hey, I want, I want to, I want to lose weight. I want to get healthy. I want to get fit and boom. Okay. I'm going to start working out regularly. Most days a week, I'm going to start eating better all the time. I'm going to start drinking lots of water every day you know it's just it's this whole life shift right
0: (laughs) and and one of the one of the things that happens from that is yeah one of the one thing i haven't mentioned yet it's really important in all of this habits is the way to really wire a habit in so that it Mm -hmm. is automated and we do it daily without thinking and it becomes subconscious is we need to feel successful we need to we need to really celebrate when we each day that we do that habit we need to celebrate it now i'm I'm british we're notoriously kind of like you know we don't show our our emotions you know um i mean americans do it much much better than we do but it's, it's really important to try to to celebrate in some way even if it's internally and you're just saying in your head great job yeah you might be if you're much more an effusive type person you might go around yeah or, or, or whatever you might you know do it a kind of like arm in the air like you've just scored a winning touchdown or whatever mm-hmm. it might be but it's it's important that celebration because that wires it into your head and you're you're showing yourself yeah I can do this I am and it's part of that identity change um and there's a the a reason I started to mention that because you just said about the uh, I forget taking on a
1: bunch of things all at once. Yeah. And yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause if you try and take on too many things, it's hard to, Oh yeah. Because then you feel like a failure because if mm-hmm. you try and take on four or five, six different things and you start losing motivation, and you're know, not able to do all of them. Then you feel like you failed. And then it, when we feel like we failed, it's very difficult to keep doing it. Yeah. Uh,
1: interesting. So yeah, I'm just, if I, I try to do all these things and one of them is not working or all of them i'm struggling with oh, i'm just not i'm just not an exerciser i'm just not ever gonna make this work interesting
0: yeah, yeah. you reinforce that you reinforce that negative identity
1: right yeah. success feeling success experiencing success is a key part of the process yeah right absolutely yeah oh cool man i i want to like well i want to have you on here again if that's okay feel, i feel i I love talking about this. Like I said, I I love the book. I I have not had an opportunity to talk with um, someone who's taken, taken the course and is a habit expert helping others. So um, man, I'm so happy that you came on the, on the show Um, before we kind of, before you just say goodbye, what, if, if someone was listening now and they're like, okay, I I've taken this all on and I want to, you know, I'm here because I want to get fit. I want to lose body fat, I want to exercise regularly, I want to eat better, do all the stuff. But now they're listening to us. And they're like, "Uh Oh, <laughs> maybe I'm going in too heavy here. What would be um, an initial step from here that you would recommend for them?
0: Well, there's, there's two things that they could go, they could do, which are completely free. Um, and they would get some help from a tiny habits coach. So they could go to my website, tinywinyard.com slash habits, and I've got a free, they can just sign up for a free five-day program in which I will kind of help them through whichever new behavior they want to implement, whether that be around sleep or nutrition or exercise. Or they could go to the tiny habits site, which is tinyhabits.com and they could sign up for the same program on there. And on there you can then specify what area of life that you want to do a new behavior in is okay. it around health and wellness is it around finances is it around you know there's there's many different areas that you can pick a tiny habits coach and for five days from so if you signed up today for example you'd be put on the program which will start next monday there's a new program starts every monday it's always free okay. never any charge for it and we just give it. it's all done via email and and each day so for example say you said well i'm going to start meditating so I then get an email from you asking, well, the email would be sent to you saying, did you meditate today? Reply to me with a Y for yes or an N for no. And then if the reply comes back, no, then there'll be some correspondence giving you some tips about maybe some things that you could try to tweak it to make it work or, you know, and that just carries mm-hmm. on for the five days.
1: Okay. Oh, interesting. So tonywinyardcom slash habits. Slash habits. Okay. I'll I'll link that for sure in our show notes so um our listeners can can give it a try. That's awesome. Yeah. Tony cool. Winyard, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for being on the show.
0: No, it was a pleasure.
1: If you'd like to connect with Tony, follow his work and get support from him, go to Tonywinyard.com and click on the take the quiz button. I will link directly to that in the show notes as well. Um, But that will get you into the process that Tony mentioned in the interview. Before I wrap up with you for today, I just want to revisit that single idea of identity. How important it is. And that was a Kind of a light bulb moment for me as I was doing this interview with Tony was tiny habits. We've talked about motivation on the podcast before. We've talked about how tiny steps help to counteract the fact that motivation doesn't last. It's just a feeling that disappears after a while and when it's gone, then what do you do? Well, the answer that we found is you make the step so easy that no matter what, you have the motivation to do it. Tony talked about that today, but that piece about identity is so, so important when it comes to making changes. It's important for us to realize that we're actually becoming a better version of ourselves, which actually is a different person, right? We have a different identity. I didn't exercise before, but now I'm an exerciser. I didn't care about what I ate before but now I'm a healthy eater tiny habits helps us to address that issue of identity very quickly we might think well I have to it, it's going to take me a long time before I'm actually a healthy eater it's going to take me a long time before I'm an exerciser but when we break it down into very small steps that we can accomplish easily day after day after day, we become a healthier person just by taking a small step consistently. And so I want to invite you, just in closing, to think about yourself. Think about what might be one of the smallest, easiest steps that you can take consistently to start building the identity of being a healthy person, a healthier person, a healthy eater, an exerciser, whatever it may be, whatever aspect of identity that you would like to adjust. I want to invite you to think about what that small step might be and how you can commit to taking it. If you need some help thinking through that, get in touch with Tony or get in touch with our team. You can email me as well, nate at beginwithin.fit or follow the directions that you hear at the close of each and every episode here on the begin within podcast to join the current challenge that we're running thank you once again so much for being here with me i appreciate you i'm so happy that i have the privilege to be able to support you in your journey to being a healthier version of you i'll talk to you next week If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed in fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.